Black Tech Green Money isn't just about telling the stories of successful black entrepreneurs. It's also about giving actionable and wealth building strategies that help you protect the future of our communities. That's why we're pleased to be supported by State Farm Insurance. State Farm also believes that we must invest in our communities to achieve economic growth by sponsoring programs like the AXO, which rewards high school students for their academic achievements. State Farm believes that being better neighbors creates better communities. Like a good neighbor, State Farm is there. All right, so there we were, cruising through the new open-air zoo, when I realized that the park was closing in like 15 minutes. Luckily, we were in my Nissan Rogue. With its powerful VC turbo engine, well, we had time to see all the animals. Whoa! <laughs> and outrun a few! Drive the Nissan Rogue. AT&T connects an ode to podcasts. Connect the alarm. Change the podcast you stream. Connect the snooze. Ten more minutes to dream. Connect the shower. Lather up with the news, sports talk, comedians, or movie reviews. Connect with that three-hour philosophy show. Change the drive into work in traffic so slow. Connect the dishes to voices that glow. Thank you to the geniuses of spoken audio. Connect the stories. Change your perspective. Connecting changes everything. AT&T. At Bed 365 we don't do ordinary. We believe that every sport should be epic. Every home run, every hit, every inning, every play. From the moments that are legendary to the ones that fly under the radar. Whether it's a walk-off grand slam or a base hit to center field. Whatever the sport, whatever the moment, it's never ordinary at Pet365. 21 plus only must be present in Ohio. If you or someone you know has a gambling problem and wants help, call 1-800-GAMBLER. You deserve a moment to yourself every single day. And a delicious bite of a Keebler Sandies can give you that comforting pause. Don't forget to pack the melt-in-your-mouth magic of a Keebler Sandies for a post-errands pick-me-up. This magic is baked into simple shortbread cookies by Ernie and the Keebler Elves. So as life continues to fly by, make the most of your me moment. Take a pause and enjoy a Keebler Sandies. My mom worked at these universities and she helped African students get acclimated to America and her dream was to be in Africa. And unfortunately, I lost her 10 years before that. I lost her in 88. So for me to land on the continent of Africa and be celebrated like a king, my mother would have been completely beside herself. I mean, my God, it was, um, it was like no other experience that I, I think I could ever I can't compare it to anything else in terms of my career. That is the R&B artist, Kenny Lattimore, joining us on Naked. Ladies, y'all don't want to miss this. And fellas, y'all better pay attention. Seeing our communities grow and thrive is something we care deeply about here at Black Tech Green Money. State Farm Insurance also cares about the growth of black communities. They're actively investing in programs and initiatives that help provide financial literacy, give early career advice, and grow Black-owned businesses, thus leading to generational wealth, which helps protect the future of our communities. We want to build a future that we all can be proud of. State Farm understands that representation alone doesn't equate to authenticity. It also requires active sponsorship of programs like the AXO, a year-long program that recognizes and rewards high school students for their academic and cultural achievements. 
along with funding programs like Project Ready, a national urban league program committed to educational achievement of black and brown youth that has awarded over $11 million in scholarship offers to date. State Farm believes that being better neighbors creates better communities and can have a long-lasting impact. Like a good neighbor, State Farm is there. If you're looking for the most epic place on earth, let's start at the base of a massive waterfall. Then trek through the thick jungle. Then climb to the peak of a snowy mountaintop. Then once you get there, keep going. Because with intelligent 4x4 and 7 drive modes and a Nissan Pathfinder, the search is the real adventure. Available feature. Intelligent 4x4 cannot prevent collisions or provide enhanced traction in all conditions. Always monitor traffic and weather conditions. How do we level the playing field for all entrepreneurs? 55% of white businesses survive the startup phase, while only 4% of black businesses do the same. So I want every black entrepreneur to know about the One Million Black Businesses Initiative. The One Million Black Businesses Initiative is an award-winning program created by Shopify and Operation Hope. They're on a mission to start, grow, and scale one million black businesses by 2030, driving wealth creation for the black community. Out of six million employer-owned businesses in the U.S., only 2.3% have black ownership. This program gives black entrepreneurs tools and resources to level the playing field. From free business coaching to tailored training and extended free Shopify trial. Shopify's made a 10-year, multi-million dollar commitment to the program, and it's working. The initiative already started, supported, and engaged with over 334,000 black businesses, helping them operate businesses that sell anything from skateboards to coffee beans to apparel. Business owners love this program. Simone Harvin, founder of SC Creative Group, says, The 1 million black businesses experience for me was unlike any other program I've been a part of, primarily because it was for us and it was by us. Here at Drink Champs, we are always interacting with our listeners, many being black entrepreneurs. Shopify is one of those platforms that empowers and emboldens entrepreneurship. So chart your own path for business success with the 1 million black businesses initiative and Shopify. Bring your business to Shopify with an exclusive offer at shopify.com slash B-E-N, all lowercase. Go to shopify.com slash B-E-N. At Bed 365 we don't do ordinary. We believe that every sport should be epic. Every home run, every hit, every inning, every play. From the moments that are legendary to the ones that fly under the radar. Whether it's a walk-off grand slam or a base hit to center field. Whatever the sport, whatever the moment, it's never ordinary at Pet365. 21 plus only must be present in Ohio. If you or someone you know has a gambling problem and wants help, call 1-800-GAMBLER. This is Colin Coward from The Herd with Colin Cowherd. Angie's list is now Angie, the nation's largest home service marketplace. They're here to help homeowners get all their jobs done well. Angie has helped over 150 million homeowners care for their homes. Whatever your home project, big, small, indoor, outdoor, come to Angie to connect with and hire skilled pros to get the job done well. Listen, I've got a couple of things in a bathroom in my house. Gotta get it fixed. I don't have time, and I'm not good at it. Angie is. With just a few taps on the app, you can have Angie tackle your home service project start to finish. With over 200,000 pros in their network, Angie makes it easy to research, compare, and hire pros to ensure a job done well. With 29 years of experience combined with new digital tools to simplify the process, Angie makes completing home projects really easy. It's your one-stop shop. 
Angie can help you find the best price for your project by comparing quotes from multiple pros in just a few taps or book services at an upfront price based on local data. They get the difficulties that can come with home projects. They get it. Why not make it as simple as possible? Get started at Angie.com. That's A-N-G-I dot com or download the app today. It's the greatest in sports and entertainment connected with us. Every champion and carry champions to be a champion. A champion and carry champion. Hey girl, you did it. Got a champion and carry champion and carry champion. Greatest, greatest in sports and entertainment connected with Hey, everybody. Welcome back to Naked. Um, You know, last week we had Gabby Union on and it was beautiful. She just shared a very beautiful story. And I had been thinking about it uh, up until this week. In fact, I had been messaging back and forth with her about the interview and about the movie Inspection, The Inspection, which is in theaters now. And I was thinking uh, about her career longevity and how she has been able to um, stay in um, a lane of her own and create new lanes. Um, Every year it's something new. Whether she planned it or not, she's able to take whatever comes her way and adjust. And today's guest and Kitty Lattimore, I would think, does the same because that business is the music business is a very it's a tough one i think it might be arguably the hardest to navigate because there's not a like a a system in place and to how you get paid how you deal with executives who decides to make your album who decides to give you money and then you get into these promoters who say come and make this much money to perform here there's just it's a tough business to navigate and you really have to play chess. You really have to know how to align yourself with the right people or be above it all so that you don't offend certain people. You can't make everybody happy, but you you get what I'm saying. And so Kenny Lattimore has been around forever. Most notably, you guys probably remember For You. That's at every wedding, every, just about every wedding I go to. I For you, I did, I da, da, da. I can't sing, so, but the point being is that, that that's reminiscent of the song. And he is such a lovely man. I've seen him, he doesn't know this, I've seen him out and about around town every now and again, and he's always very gracious and kind. And I always thought to myself, he sings that way, very gracious and kind and soft. And he said, everything that he sings about is just for the love, because this is a tough business. And it's hard to, to stay pure and true to what you want to do without being pressured to make a certain type of music. And that's might be the same for producers and writers. I want to produce great independent docs, but they want me to do Transformers and all the Marvel movies, you know? So there's always this compromise you have to make as an artist to get something done, complete. And Kenny says that his, his biggest hits have come to him without promotion, right? Without someone, a big machine behind him, but just because it was pure love and it was meant to be in terms of the music and how it sounded and what it was for him. And he often, often says he considers himself a student. He's still listening to learn more. And I'm like, man, he's inspiring me because I'm exhausted. I am exhausted by the business that makes you do certain things you don't want to do in order to get the whole package complete. And I'm saying that for my business too. Sometimes I have to do interviews I don't want to do to get the the big work done. Sometimes I have to work with people I don't want to work with, but it's a means to an end. 
And obviously, you can be frustrated by it. But as we record this on Thanksgiving Day, or excuse me, the eve of Thanksgiving, I am thankful that I have the opportunity to do what I love. And Kitty Lanabore has explained in such an eloquent way what he loves, and that is singing. He is grateful and thankful for that opportunity to do what he loves. Hope you enjoyed this edition of Naked. Happy Thanksgiving. Thank you. Thank you. I got a lot to be thankful for and happy Thanksgiving to you too. <laughs> I appreciate it. I appreciate it. Um, by the time this airs, we will will be a few days past Thanksgiving. I'm pretty sure I'll still be eating leftovers. Uh, right? I'm really curious. <laughs> what will you be eating in South Africa? You'll be you'll be out of oh, South Africa by man. Monday. But what will yeah. you be eating for Thanksgiving? Oh, you know, that's a great question. As a matter of fact, we're not even going to do the dinner uh, on literally Thanksgiving Day. We're going to do the dinner on Friday. And um, hmm. Wow, what is traditional chakalaka? Do you know what chakalaka is? Chakalaka mm-hmm. is like red beans. It's almost like pork and beans, and it's mixed with carrots. Mm-hmm. And I'm um, trying to figure out some of the other traditional things that they fix. Um, hopefully, I have some greens. And um, wow, they, they'll probably do lots of different meats and things like that here. But um, I just know the chakalaka is one of my favorites that they have here that's traditional. So for everyone listening, um, he is in South Africa at the moment, and I I was curious as to what the the meal will be. How often <laughs> do you go to South Africa? And 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 for somebody who's a fan of your music, it's really mm-hmm. interesting to know that obviously it's global. Is mm-hmm. this a traditional stop for you, or how does this work? You've had fans. I know you have wow. fans everywhere, but <clears throat> South Africa is a very specific location. It's a very specific location. Um, since the pandemic, I haven't been here in a while. I guess it's been about three or four years. But uh, the beauty and the whole relationship development here with South Africa is that I came here for the first time in 1998. I did not know that my music was popular. The internet was not what it is like today. And I got a call um, about creating a website. Sony was big on that. Sony, I was with Columbia Records, which is distributed by Sony. So they had me build this KennyLattimore.com site and people started to write letters to me and they would say, uh, Kenny's my favorite artist along with Michael Jackson and Whitney Houston. And I was like, huh? Michael Jackson, Whitney Houston. <laughs> I'd be like, okay, I don't know what that's about. But then mm-hmm. I found out that my music was extremely popular here uh, mm-hmm. at a time where there was some interesting political things going on. One, uh, Nelson Mandela was president. So I was mm-hmm. asked to come and sing for his 80th birthday. So that in itself was amazing. But when I got here, uh, I, I found out that men were raping women under the myth that if you raped a virgin, you would be cured of AIDS. So if you can remember, imagine the spread of AIDS. That. Oh, you remember that? So it was so crazy. But here I am coming into the country singing these songs like, uh, for you, I'd give a lifetime of stability and I'm never too busy for you. And can we find forgiveness in the throes of my misunderstandings? All these different types of lyrics. So it was almost like a political move uh, or or a movement of love where the women of South Africa needed to hear a man say what I was saying at that time. Mm. So the music became extremely popular. And uh, I love it that they are just so loyal that I could come back and probably only sing albums 
album songs from the first album and they'd be happy. <laughs> but they have followed me through the years and they've made my career just amazing because every time I come back, they send me, uh, they give me so much love. There was, uh, and I just, I vaguely remember that because it was such an urban legend that in, in I thought it was Africa, yeah. not just South Africa, but in Africa, there was this legend because it AIDS probably was, was. Yeah, it was so pervasive. And there was, and it mm-hmm. was, it was um, just a part of the culture and people were looking for cures yeah. and they had the wrong information. So you would, you, you were invited to sing for Nelson Mandela, right? That's, that is yes. a legendary moment in itself. That was incredible within itself. <laughs> and how I was, was here along with some other great artists too. So Yeah. But how was that experience? Um, Did you get an opportunity to meet Nelson Mandela? Oh, absolutely. Um, I got a chance to, to really hang with the family and he embraced me like I was a like one of the family as a matter of fact I remember a year later him calling me and saying oh my god it was a year ago that you were here (laughs) I mean it, it was unbelievable but I tried to spend as much time with his family and try to understand what was happening in the culture I told them I'll go to every college radio station every station you want me to go to I I was just overwhelmed on multiple levels. The other level that I can say that was a, a, a deeper level for me personally was that my mother had a tremendous affinity for Africa. We used to have uh, African borders growing up that would, you know, people that would live with us that were in, in college at Howard University and at Lincoln University in Oxford, Pennsylvania, which is the first accredited HBCU. Mm-hmm. So, my mom worked at these universities and she helped African students get acclimated to America. Wow. And her dream was to be in Africa. And unfortunately, I lost her 10 years before that. I lost her in 88. So for me to land on the continent of Africa and be celebrated like a king, mm-hmm. my mother would have been completely beside herself. I mean, my God, it was... Um, it was like no other experience that I, I think I could ever, I, can, I can't compare it to anything else in terms of my career. What, and I'm very curious about this because only I can, only a few people can say they met Nelson Mandela. As mm-hmm, mm-hmm. what was his presence like? I'm very curious about that because wow. people are over, they really are consumed with American culture. So I could imagine him True. being a fan of yours. Yeah. You know, Regal, just absolutely Regal. Um, he was a, a man of, tall man, statuesque. And um, when you think of what his journey was, you could never see it on him. You'd, you'd never imagine yeah. that he had all that he went things, through. the, the yeah. imprisonment and all. Yeah. Um, I remember him walking out on stage and he was like, come, come, come. And I was like, okay, I came out on stage and he just took my hand and he held it up to the crowd and they just wept. They just started to cry. And it was almost like, wow, this is this amazing moment where the power of love and the power of overcoming come together to bless these people. And um, it was it was amazing. I mean, he was always gracious where even uh, years later, I remember uh, Erica Badu and Common and George Duke, some other artists were traveling through South Africa years later. And I just, I would give a call and just be like, hey, can I bring these people by and say, hey, you know? Yeah. And he'd be like, yeah. yeah. <laughs> and so I took them to meet him and um, he was just gracious, yeah. but again, in his presence, just very regal. 
Now that you're there and you're performing and you know that you have a fan base, uh, a very loyal fan base, South Africa is not with it, mm-hmm. without its faults as every, every part, sure. every, every part of the country, right? Um, Absolutely. You, you have this regal figure that people celebrate to this day and what he stood for. Mm-hmm. Um, mm-hmm. What's the connection? Because I feel like there is one very poetically mm-hmm. uh, with your music mm-hmm. and what he stood for. Wow. Um, I would think that when an artist is doing anything that's authentic um, and considered, I guess, decent, he was just such this decent human being and the love that he had not only for his country and fellow man, uh, but for himself. Um, He had to have some kind of love for himself to to uh it was almost like he embodied it in order to survive i think that my music is like a covering if you will it's a it's an um, a sound of inspiration i think when i when i think of his journey i think that you have to have a soundtrack that goes along with <laughs> the fight and um everybody does to a degree um, whether it's a small little something that your mom gave you or your grandmom gave you when mm-hmm. you were a child, mm-hmm. or if it's a new song that just came out that gives you that hope. Uh, I think that that may be the connection, even though, uh, and I came from gospel. Other people don't realize that before I did that album, I wanted to do an album that was reflective of BB and CC Winans. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. I did not know that I was going to be uh, this R&B somewhat like sex symbol kind of, you know, male mm-hmm. artist. I, I wasn't really into that. And um, when all of that happened, I could hear my mother's voice telling me, lift up a standard when you go. Mm-hmm. Inspire, you know, all things like that, as opposed mm-hmm. to just go make that money. That's mm-hmm. cool too. Mm-hmm. But, you know, it was just like, I, my, my background was... Um, such with my, my grandparents as well, my, even my great-grandparents. Yeah, my great-grandfather yeah, yeah. used to sit me on his lap and, and sing to me and tell me, Dr. Lattimore, <laughs> he would aspire for, for me to be you know, great <laughs> in, in so many areas. I was, it's so crazy. I was watching this movie, Blood Diamond, on the I way seen it. Is that with, the, that with Leo DiCaprio? Yes. Yeah, I haven't seen it. And it's that. been out like, for years. And out, I, never, yeah. I never stopped and looked at it. And mm-hmm. I said, you know, I'm going to watch this Blood Diamond movie. But there are several moments where he continues to affirm his son, even though his son really veers off the path. He veers off the path because he is brainwashed by adults uh, to do other things. But when he finally comes back to himself, he's like, my son is smart. He's a doctor. Yeah. He studies in an atmosphere where his son's life was it, was, it was questionable whether his son would even live. And uh, it was, it just reminded me of how my mother and my grandfather, my great grandfather, they spoke into my life for many years before this ever happened. So, so that's a beautiful analogy in terms of everyone's life, I do believe, has a soundtrack. Mm-hmm. And there is a regalness, obviously, to you. And I see the connection. And I can see why the people there you. Well, thank enjoy you. the music, right? There's this, this spirit of love that they want to have, especially especially when you think of, of someone like Nelson Mandela and what he endured, the fact that he didn't have any hate in his heart is, is beyond me, is Amazing, beyond me, right? right? Like, teach us the lesson. 
Where in you, <laughs> this is where I, I love what you just said, how you grew up. You grew up in the church. You thought you'd do gospel. And then there's just always this turning mm-hmm. point because I hear this often, especially for from gospel singers. Do I do I go into secular music or do I stay mm-hmm. do I stay in gospel? Because there's you know, sometimes there's mm-hmm. a shame associated with it. Mm-hmm. Um, where'd yeah. you where'd you grow up? Like I I gather you grew up in the church. Um, I'm originally from Washington, D.C. and was raised in uh, the suburbs of Maryland in Prince George's County. So um, being from those areas, uh, I I feel like my mom and I were on a search, a search for truth for years and what that was going to mean to us. And um, I used to hear little stories and maybe Bible stories and stuff every once in a while. Because uh, we weren't necessarily churchgoers, we'd attend, you know, here and there. But somewhere around age fourteen, we went to a place uh, called Abundant Life, and Abundant Life was not in a church building. It was a, a, a startup church that was actually a little school, like auditorium. So that was already weird for us, but it was cool to make us think outside of the box. It's you like, know okay, what? I, I have to interject. Thing. You ain't black if you ain't yeah. went to a church inside of an auditorium <laughs> or a storefront. <laughs> You did not go up like in, in, a, in, a, in a temporary building until we get the main church house. Go ahead. Until we get the main <laughs> church house, right? <laughs> and it was just that. But it also was the first time I ever heard someone teach the gospel, which was like, whoa, this is, I didn't know what Jesus did this because of what, you know, it was, he died on the cross. We used to hear that, oh, Jesus died on the cross, but I never knew why or what happened. Mm. Well, when we got this knowledge, of why Jesus Christ died on the cross and the love again. It changed both of our, our lives and eventually spread into our family members and friends. And all of a sudden, um, I'm on a deeper journey of my own as a teenager, um, navigating junior high school, high school, uh, just navigating life. Who am I? Who, what, sh- what should I be doing? So everything you were saying prior is true. Uh, I used to hear some voices that were, Boy, don't do the devil's music. You know, mm-hmm. I said, don't, uh-huh. don't you do it. You're going to get caught up. This is what's going to happen to you. All this projection of negativity yeah, on me. I was yeah. like, no. Yep. And to the point where I actually stopped probably several times, um, even after becoming a recording artist, because I recorded my first album when I was um, a teenager, the end of my teen years, 18, 19 years old. And then uh, came out of the business for a while because I did have a rough experience in the beginning of it still trying to figure out who I am, trying to find my own voice. What was and the rough then, experience? Well, I was in a group called Mannequin, and the Mannequin was a great foundational, amazing experience, but it was very physically grueling. We would do clubs and bars, uh, five and six 45-minute sets a night for like a week. That was hard for me. And I was also a student at Howard University. <laughs> it was it was a lot going on. So during that time, it was really tough because my mom had passed. I'm trying to figure out as a man what my responsibilities are. How am I going to stay afloat? It was all these things going on. And uh, I came after Mannequin's album came out, which was, again, it was a wonderful experience and foundational. I stopped singing R&B for a little time period, maybe a couple of years. And I would write and I kept trying to figure out what is, what are my next songs going to be? What am I going to, what is this going to be about? 
But this R&B thing kept calling me back. Mm. And uh, the doors would always open for me in R&B. I should say that. Mm. I mean, it was almost like I could sing something and people would be like, here's a record deal. Unbelievable. Mm. Uh, where there were people that would search years to try to get a record deal. But because that was a part of my journey, and I believe that was what God called me to, the door was always open for me. Fair. And I, you know, I didn't think I, I was better than anybody else. Or, you know, oh, I sound so good. And I, I look this way and I dance that way. It, it just would be like, this is what your destiny is. So when I got the opportunity again, I remember um, speaking to some other people who had wisdom, some older people, and, um, and making the determination that I would go and I would lift a standard. I would sing songs that I thought were about pure love, even if they seemed corny to the world <laughs> yeah. or, um, yeah. or cliche yeah, or what yeah, have yeah. you. I yeah. wasn't. I would go ahead and I would keep that, the spirit of that alive and do it and do it and do it. Okay, I, I don't think we can pay for music, but we do have to pay these bills. Uh, I'm going to take a quick break. And on the other side, Kenny Lattimore will return. But you can fast forward through the commercials if you'd like. Every champion and carry champions to be a champion. A champion and carry champion and carry champion. A champion and carry champion and carry champion. Greatest, greatest in sports and entertainment connected with Seeing our communities grow and thrive is something we care deeply about here at Black Tech Green Money. State Farm Insurance also cares about the growth of black communities. They're actively investing in programs and initiatives that help provide financial literacy, give early career advice, and grow black-owned businesses, thus leading to generational wealth, which helps protect the future of our communities. We want to build a future that we all can be proud of. State Farm understands that representation alone doesn't equate to authenticity. It also requires active sponsorship of programs like the AXO, a year-long program that recognizes and rewards high school students for their academic and cultural achievements, along with funding programs like Project Ready, a National Urban League program committed to educational achievement of black and brown youth that has awarded over $11 million in scholarship offers to date. State Farm believes that being better neighbors creates better communities and can have a long-lasting impact. Like a good neighbor, State Farm is there. All right, so there we were, cruising through the new open-air zoo, when I realized that the park was closing in like 15 minutes. Luckily, we were in my Nissan Rogue. With its powerful VC turbo engine, well, we had time to see all the animals. Whoa! <laughs> and outrun a few! Drive the Nissan Rogue. At Bed 365 we don't do ordinary. We believe that every sport should be epic. Every home run, every hit, every inning, every play. From the moments that are legendary to the ones that fly under the radar. See for yourself when you sign up today and get $150 in bonus bets when you bet just $5. Whatever the sport, whatever the moment, it's never ordinary at Bed 365 21 plus only must be present in Ohio. If you or someone you know has a gambling problem and wants help, call 1-800-GAMBLER. Terms and conditions apply. This is Colin Coward from The Herd with Colin Cowherd. Angie's list is now Angie, the nation's largest home service marketplace. They're here to help homeowners get all their jobs done well. Angie has helped over 150 million homeowners care for their homes. Whatever your home project, big, small, indoor, outdoor, come to Angie to connect with and hire skilled pros to get the job done well. Listen, I've got a couple of things in a bathroom in my house. Got to get it fixed. I don't have time, and I'm not good at it. Angie is. In just a few taps, 
in the Angie app or clicks on the site. You can have Angie tackle your home service project start to finish. With over 200,000 pros in their network, Angie makes it easy to research, compare, and hire pros to ensure a job done well. With 29 years of experience combined with new digital tools to simplify the process, Angie makes completing home projects really easy. Renters, you can use Angie too for moving, installations, or cleaning. Angie can even help with extremely specific projects. Just tell them what you need and Angie will find the right solution for you. Get started at Angie.com. That's A-N-G-I dot com or download the app today. I'm Katia Adler, host of The Global Story. Over the last 25 years, I've covered conflicts in the Middle East, political and economic crises in Europe, drug cartels in Mexico. Now I'm covering the stories behind the news all over the world in conversation with those who break it. Join me Monday to Friday to find out what's happening, why, and what it all means. Follow the global story from the BBC wherever you listen to podcasts. Every champion and carry champions to be a champion, a champion and carry champion, a girl you did it, got a champion and carry champion and carry champion. Greatest, greatest in sports and entertainment, get naked with Welcome back to Naked. Kenny Lattimore continues. I have one other question. I wonder. When you are called to do something and you've been doing this for, you know, since you were a teenager, <clears throat> mm-hmm. how do you keep your love and your flame for the business? Because you've had mm. a career in terms of longevity and some people in this business, especially in music, can't do that. Yeah. Yeah. Um, for me, it's been about forever remaining a student. And never getting to the point where I f- you feel like you just arrive. You know, I don't, I don't go into sessions with uh, producers like, well, look, I'm getting ready to give you the Kenny Lattimore sound and you can take it or leave it. But this is what yeah. I, I, I go in understanding that, sure, I have achieved some things. I do have my own sound and my own voice and I have an understanding of the business as well as my craft, but I can always learn something. So. What's happened to me over the years is I got a chance to work with this young producer and uh, Madison has been, uh, Madison, we call him Madison, but his name is Dracar Wesley. Okay. Uh, he challenges me to step up to the plate and outside of the box of who people might think Kenny Lattimore is to say, this is what the new adult wants to hear. Can you perform at this level? You know, you've got classical training, you've got all this experience in the studio and all this history, but do you think you can still take the direction and do something new? It keeps me, it keeps it always fresh when I go into record with him. And that's why we have a song like Take a Dose. That's a top 10 now. And we're yeah. super excited Congratulations. about that. Thank you. Thank you. And, um, and Pressure and, you know, this whole Here to Stay album. Um, I've always been a mentor. Uh, but it's the mentee that chooses the mentor mm-hmm. because you can choose that you want to speak into somebody's life and they can be like, and I don't care what you have to say. <laughs> you know? Correct. Correct. So the yeah. fact that he listens to me and I teach him things about the business and he comes to me with these amazing ideas, but he, what I do love, he, he understands my legacy as well as what the future may hold for me. So that if somebody says a lyric or something that he's, that's unbelievable, that's not yeah. authentic. Yeah. He can tell right away. He'll go, ah, no, 
Kenny Lattimore is not going to say that. <laughs> you know, that doesn't, this doesn't feel real. What so do he keeps, you feel he keeps like, me authentic. What do you feel like your legacy is? I love when I know that people know they have a legacy and sometimes people don't realize it while they're in the midst of it. But yeah. you have enough perspective to know that you do. Oof. What do you feel? Like? You, I, I say it to myself all the time and I say it in my show. It's to sing to the hearts of women mm. and the minds of men to encourage them in love. And, uh, and I say that because I've been in the industry long enough to not feel like the material success was enough. See, after you've made your money and you have your acclimates, uh, you, your acclaimed what awards and all that stuff, um, I got to a point in my career where I said, okay, there's got to be more purpose to this than me just getting another car. Or, yeah. or what have you. Yes. And I really started praying because I said, God, I I want to be able to express this on a whole different level. And I needed it for me. And what I got back was, yes, to the hearts of women and the minds of men to encourage them in love. Okay, so I need you to say that all the time. I'm a, I'm going to have to replace replace when I go on a date. I'm like, do you feel encouraged oh, in love? <laughs> how okay, how often how often do you sing? I'm, I would assume a lot, but I, you know, without getting mm-hmm. too deep in your business, how often do you sing about your, mm-hmm. your personal life, your struggles, your, your wins, your losses? You know what? I, I sing more about my hopes. Um, and I don't sing about, I, in my first couple of out in From the Soul of Man, which was a more lyric album, I wrote more about losses and what I was feeling about confusion. Um, about you know losing in relationships and trying to remain hopeful, all of that. Uh, but as I kept going, I don't dive into that as much. I don't think that's a part of what I focus on because when you get a hit record, mm-hmm. Lord knows, and you can't stop singing that thing <laughs> because the world demands it, I do not want to be singing about the old relationship. <laughs> <laughs> that took me through, <laughs> and I have to relive that moment on stage every yeah, single yeah. night. No, no, yeah. no. I, I want to sing about stuff that makes me happy, that mm-hmm. inspires other people. Mm-hmm. But I am, I, I'm a realist, though. I, if I were, if we were having a conversation, and um, and you needed to know, this is the pain. This is what I, I mean. I, we can always talk about it, and we can reflect on that. But I try not to make that the main focus because in my music, I do feel like the audience can pick a song that's a heartbreak song and I got to sing that for the rest of my life. Yeah, no, thank you. Just yeah. didn't want to do it. Yeah, yeah, I respect it. <laughs> I know and it doesn't make me as deep as some no, other artists. <laughs> no, no, I, look, I respect mm-hmm. it. I, I don't like anybody in my business, let alone singing about it. I imagine <laughs> like, mm, I don't know what you're talking about. I don't know. I, I wonder who are your influencers in terms of who do mm. you listen to growing up and now? You're like, I'm motivated. Mm-hmm. I want to get back in the studio. Mm-hmm. I like what he or she is doing. You know, growing up, it was, um, wow, it was my mother's influence of music. It was it was Shaka Khan and uh-huh. uh, Marvin Gaye. And yeah. Stevie Wonder was my favorite, absolute favorite. Um, Aretha. And then it got to, you know, Luther and Anita Baker, artists like that. Today it's um, it's lucky day. It's it's Jasmine Sullivan, um, and I and I, I laugh at like the statement that I just made, mm-hmm. and then I go and listen to hotels. 
And I'm like, let me tell you something, Jasmine. Girl, you left it out there. <laughs> when I, t- I must have played that on repeat because <laughs> it was. I mean, I I was so yeah. late on her. Hotels was my catch up. I was. I don't know. Oh, everyone wow. was listening, and I was like, how come no one told me? They're like, we told you. I was like, no one told me. It is wow. just. It's just a beautiful. Yeah. It's funny. Um, I love the mm-hmm, empowerment mm-hmm. of it. Like, and and yeah. And she's just real and honest, and, and I and I guess yeah, different people yeah. people are inspired differently, right? And and Absolutely, but everything speaks to everyone. I don't necessarily know if Nelson Mandela would be like, "Come and sing hotels," you know what I mean? So right, everything right. inspires different people. <laughs> and it's so funny because when I first heard it, I was like, "Oh my goodness!" When Hotels Face first came out, I was like, "Wow, this is so heavy." So heavy. Uh, I was doing an interview with somebody and I said, I hope that people understand the brilliance of Jasmine Sullivan. Mm. And I hope that it doesn't prevent her from being as broad as possible, too, so that everybody hears her music. And it was almost like no sooner than I said it, she was on the Super Bowl and she was doing all this other stuff. And I was like, good for her because she was able to break through, authentically break through. It wasn't what Kenny Lattimore would do. But I'm so happy for her. So that I listen to artists like that who I think have extraordinary voices, extraordinary stories. Um, their writing and phrasing mm-hmm. is is interesting. And um, their voices, though, I, I love sound and, mm-hmm. and, and the nuances mm-hmm. of great singers. Mm-hmm. Um, Ari Lennox, you know, mm-hmm. borrowing a little bit from from Erica Badu and then having her own thing, kind of mixing it all together and, and coming up with a unique sound. Uh, P.J. Morton bringing mm-hmm. the the soulfulness of the church and the rawness to uh, to the things that we listen to 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 inspire us. So it's it's artists like that 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 make me say, yeah, R and B is not going anywhere ever. <laughs> although Oops. although there was this debate um, <laughs> about R and B and if it is. Yeah still the same. Remember that was going around on social for a while? I don't know if it yeah. was somebody like Tank. I was like, what is this, marketing? Yeah, yeah. But <laughs> I re- there's like a legitimate <laughs> debate of like, do we have our R&B singers anymore? Mm-hmm. And I think it's just a, it's the music is evolving differently, but it's still there. Yes. If that makes sense. Does it's that, still there. I, and I'm not, yep. and you tell me your thoughts on that. Yeah, absolutely. I agree with it. Um, it's still be, there's still great music being out there now. Whether the business is the same, no, the R&B business is not. We in R&B music were promoted and were the and still are the most influential music in the world. Michael Jackson and Whitney Houston, Madonna, you know, all those, they were actually R&B. Prince, now, Prince R&B. Whether we Prince, oh my God, Prince was yeah. R&B. Yeah. So whether whether we want to acknowledge it or not, I think that mm. there are different power plays through the years uh, that take place within the music industry. And hip hop is extremely influential. We know how powerful hip hop is. We don't have to even explain it and talk about it. But when it comes to making money, I think that the major labels decided that they wanted to make their money on hip hop. It was easier, faster, less expensive, whatever they want to call it. Yeah. And R&B music is a little pricier. It, it takes a, a different type of effort to make R&B. But hip hop was was birthed out of struggle. And it was birthed in situations where you were using samples of other things and, and placing them together and making something new. R&B was that music they were sampling. So mm-hmm. 
I think that we, we have to continue to make uh, R&B so that the other art forms stay alive. You, you talk about a R&B and it's harder today to make than it, it was back in the day. Now, when I, yes. when I watch films or when I look at like old movies or, you know, you think about the greats like uh, Aretha Franklin or, you know, Ben Ross and the Supremes, Motown, okay. all of those things, live instruments, um, mm-hmm. really soulful, um, very, very regional in some cases and in introducing it to the world. Yes, absolutely. Do what artists today outside of yourself that you are actually seeing that with? Because I do, I hear this debate often, R&B is dead. It doesn't exist anymore. No one wants to invest in it. I hear it all the time from artists. And then I said, mm-hmm. who do you think the king of R&B is? And then I get all, I get, I get <laughs> you know what I get, right? Yeah, and it's all over the place. So your thoughts on, <laughs> yeah. it, do, who do you see that with outside of yourself? Um, yeah, I don't know that there's a, a, a king of R&B. <laughs> I mean, no, no, I, I mean like in so terms of investing in R&B music. Do you oh, investing in R&B. You see, um, I think that we still see that it with, with uh, we still see it with Lucky Day. We still see it with mm-hmm. uh, John Bat- Batiste, who won all the, mm-hmm. the Oscars and the Grammys. Mm-hmm. These are people who are playing instruments, who are singing. And, you know, we went, we survived an era where instruments were taken out of school during the, um, I think maybe may been during the Clinton generation uh, in his reign, that the instruments were taken out of school. So when that happens, the kids that don't have those kind of resources, that was it. You know, they'd come to school and it might be the only time they'd ever touch a piano or any, it used to be those little recorder like reeds where we could play little, little songs. Those were the types of experiences that influenced us to pursue music and to go to band and all of those things had, had been taken away. Kenny, I'm having a full moment with you because you are correct. I remember being in school, in elementary school, playing drums. No kids, kids yeah. aren't doing that anymore. Like, they, it's they, just an extracurricular activity that people can't necessarily afford, depending on where you go to school. So, if you're one of these very, yeah, big, yeah you get, you get all. Oh my God, this is so okay. So that's yeah. beautiful, and that's where it started. Because people, a lot of times, act like everything just disappeared. It didn't. It was like this. It's been about money and other agendas that has made the whole uh, idea of doing music uh, suffer. So then you have the business of music after that, people getting into it for the wrong reasons. Any business, actually, I should say, that makes as much money as music as quickly is going to attract crooks mm-hmm. <laughs> and thieves, you know? And that's with any business, whether it's uh, real estate at one time, the dot-coms, uh, so many of those businesses, in my opinion, had these huge spikes and moments where everybody thought they could do it. Whenever you have a business where everybody thinks they can do it mm-hmm. and it's easy, it's going to mm-hmm. crash. Mm-hmm. That's the true And story. we saw that happen quite a bit. Yeah, we saw it quite a, quite a bit. Now with us, I'm going to be probably a little more controversial in saying this, but we had these wonderful talent shows that came on that did produce some amazing artists. But you had moments in those talent shows where people were being celebrated for doing bad music or yeah, not right. being able to sing. Right. When when things like that happen and it's a joke, the whole industry becomes a joke and all that, mm, it's going down. The Wait. quality of it's going down. Yep. 
When's the last time you've been to a talent show? Like you're you going way. I'm like, oh, is wow. there such a thing anymore? Like I, yeah, I got to yeah. check in with my producers because I'm like, you like I don't remember <laughs> the last time that we as a culture community said, let's go listen to some new talent. I'm sure it's there. I'm sure open yeah. mic is the yeah. open mic is now the word for talent show. Yeah. But you're right. There was a time. Thinking of coming to America, give it a second chakra. But right. it's people used to come together, and you're like, yeah, yeah. that's a talent. Yeah. That you know what I mean? That's a talent. Yeah, and it's and it's so brilliant uh, having those shows still because we find out that there's still talent out there, but it may be few and far between. We may not see the excellence that has been groomed. Like what our parents, you know, when I came up, our parents would tell, oh, no, you're going to wear this outfit. Sure. And you're going, this is how you speak and this is sure. how you represent. So that if nobody was teaching us, somebody in our community knew sure. how we were supposed to represent ourselves as a professional. Now, I think kids want the opportunity. My son is in college and he started talking about being in some talent shows recently. And I was like, oh, this is great. I also had a, men, uh, a mentee who was doing a First Fridays event in California mm-hmm. and some of the best people have come out because, um, man, when I look back, people who sing for Beyonce, who sung for me, who sing, you know, they mm-hmm. come out and just use the open mic because they didn't always have a platform to perfect those gifts. Every champion and carry champions to be a champion, a champion and carry champion and carry champion, a champion and carry champion and carry champion. Greatest, greatest in sports and entertainment, connected with. State Farm Insurance gets it. Representation alone doesn't equate to authenticity. State Farm understands and wants to help protect our communities by investing in our future, building off the hard work our parents have done before us. We all are looking to create generational wealth so that our families and generations behind us have a better starting point than we did. That begins with financial literacy. State Farm helps fund programs like Project Ready, a National Urban League program committed to the educational achievement of Black and Brown youth. To date, participants have been awarded over $11 million in scholarships offers as a direct result of contributions from State Farm. At Eating Wallbrook, we hear inspiring rags-to-riches stories on each episode from our guests, but with State Farm, you can begin to write your own success story. State Farm believes that being better neighbors creates better communities and have a long-lasting impact. Like a good neighbor, State Farm is there. All right, so there we were, cruising through the new open-air zoo, when I realized that the park was closing in like 15 minutes. Luckily, we were in my Nissan Rogue. With its powerful VC turbo engine, well, we had time to see all the animals. Whoa! (laughs) And outrun a few! Drive the Nissan Rogue. At Bed 365 we don't do ordinary. We believe that every sport should be epic. Every home run, every hit, every inning, every play. From the moments that are legendary to the ones that fly under the radar. See for yourself when you sign up today and get $150 in bonus bets when you bet just $5. Whatever the sport, whatever the moment, it's never ordinary at Bed 365 21 plus only must be present in Ohio. If you or someone you know has a gambling problem and wants help, call 1-800-GAMBLER. Terms and conditions apply. This is Colin Coward from The Herd with Colin Cowherd. 
Angie's List is now Angie, the nation's largest home service marketplace. They're here to help homeowners get all their jobs done well. Angie has helped over 150 million homeowners care for their homes. Whatever your home project, big, small, indoor, outdoor, come to Angie to connect with and hire skilled pros to get the job done well. Listen, I've got a couple of things in a bathroom in my house. Gotta get it fixed. I don't have time, and I'm not good at it. Angie is. In just a few taps in the Angie app or clicks on the site. You can have Angie tackle your home service project start to finish. With over 200,000 pros in their network, Angie makes it easy to research, compare, and hire pros to ensure a job done well. With 29 years of experience combined with new digital tools to simplify the process, Angie makes completing home projects really easy. Renters, you can use Angie too for moving, installations, or cleaning. Angie can even help with extremely specific projects. Just tell them what you need, and Angie will find the right solution for you. Get started at Angie.com. That's A-N-G-I.com, or download the app today. I'm Katia Adler, host of The Global Story. Over the last 25 years, I've covered conflicts in the Middle East, political and economic crises in Europe, drug cartels in Mexico, now I'm covering the stories behind the news all over the world in conversation with those who break it. Join me Monday to Friday to find out what's happening, why, and what it all means. Follow the global story from the BBC wherever you listen to podcasts. Every champion and carry champions to be a champion, a champion and carry champion, and girl, you did it. Got a champion and carry champion and carry. You mentioned that that Beyonce and what your parents used to. Beyonce tells us, Tina was like, we're going to be dressed like this. We're going to do this. Yes. We're going to show up like this. Yeah. We're going to be on Soul. That's what right. was it with Star Search? Yeah. Like, we're like, that, you're <laughs> absolutely right. That was, and that was arguably the largest uh, talent search ever, right? The, <laughs> with yeah. Star Search. But I, yeah. I want to go back to this question that I posed to you because this is. Mm-hmm. Uh, just something I debate all the time. And I don't know if I'm wrong in this, but there was a conversation mm-hmm. circling on the, the socials, the king of mm-hmm. R&B. Um, <laughs> and it was, they had a, they had Usher, they had uh, um, R. Kelly, controversial, but they said you couldn't use it because yeah, of yeah. what R. Kelly has been through. Um, and, yeah. and I mean, and this is my opinion. He he, sh- he should sure. not have been in this category. I'll say it. I don't care. And it was Chris Brown. And mm-hmm. I was just like, no, I'm not. Okay. I don't think so. That was just, these are my mm-hmm. takes. And I felt like, it, is that R&B? Is that pure R&B to you, those three artists? Is that R&B to you? There's something to me a little more about with that. You know, it's interesting because um, I have had, I've spent, moments, not long periods of time, but just moments with um, those two, because I'm talking about Usher and Chris Brown now, mm-hmm. uh, where I've met Chris once, just very respectful. And anytime they see me and they're like, oh, respect to you, I'm like, mm-hmm. okay, you're studied. You know mm-hmm. more than what people think that you know. Mm-hmm. For Usher, I had the, the pleasure of working with him, I'm going to say all the way back in 97. Mm-hmm. Now, we've been associates for years, but in 97, I remember doing the Moesha show oh. and I was backstage and somebody <laughs> was singing his face off 
a a Casey and JoJo song or a Drew Hill song, some, some, something really different than what I thought his voice was going to be like. And it was Usher. And I said, oh my gosh, people don't understand how great his voice really is because he doesn't get a chance to show all of the different sides in the music. But what he was able to do was master uh, commercial music recording and okay. performance. That's So fair. a lot of times people... I try to say it like that. So as opposed to him being considered a king of R&B, he is a king, an amazing recording artist, and he's actually an amazing live performer. I know people are seeing him in Vegas, but he's even better than that. Yeah. Yeah. Better than that. (laughs) I haven't, I haven't, I haven't seen him in Vegas. I do believe that tiny desk performance that went viral um, reminded people of his, his, his ability lyrically. He has it. And you're just yeah. like, oh, okay, I forgot about that. But to me, you're right. <laughs> there is uh, there is an art to producing uh, music for the masses, it, it, and, yeah. and, and he and, yeah. and he and he mastered that. I guess, yeah, I guess. Mm-hmm. I you know, it's so. And then he had the support. Okay, for yeah, people who exactly. really want to be a part of the industry, yeah. let me say that hit records are are made. They're not. You know, even with me right now, thank God, I've had some hit records. Yeah. But For You did not have to be played to the masses. And it actually wasn't. You like, were I got a Grammy nomination and everything for For You. For You was not even an R&B song. Mm. What, but because what was a it? black man was singing it. For oh, you, you mean when it came to you? When it came to you? The, the, if you listen to For You, the recording right now, there's nothing R&B about that song, except that a black man is singing it. <laughs> if you listen to the melodies, any of that, across the board, it's just anybody could have sung that song. Anybody could have sung it. I gave it me and my personality, but it just is an amazing song with an amazing melody. It was supposed to be my big pop song that crossed me over. But ladies and gentlemen who want to do music, you guys that are in doing music, if it is not promoted to pop radio, it will not be a pop hit. Mm. It won't be because the song is not brilliant. For You is one of the most brilliant songs written. I didn't write it. A friend of mine, Kenny Larum, wrote the song. So it's authentically, he wrote it for his wife, Helen, who, Ellen, who he uh, is married to now. But it was not promoted outside of R&B. But when you think of the lyrics and you think about what the music industry was at that time, we were totally in thug mode. We were straight in thug mode, braid my hair mode. And all of a sudden, this black man is talking about something for you. I give a lifetime of stability. And, yeah, the and words are so beautiful. Yeah, oh my God, they're just beautiful. Uh-huh. Everybody. Yeah, they're oh. absolutely beautiful. And that everybody across the board I think appreciates it when they finally hear it, but there's so many people who have never heard mm-hmm. for you. Now, let me tell you, the beauty in it and what I'm grateful for is that I was never overexposed as an artist. Mm-hmm. And that's what also keeps my career alive mm-hmm. because when I show up and I sing this song, some people are like, oh my gosh, is this new? That's so true. Mm-hmm. I did a wedding for a 25-year-old and she asked me to sing something totally different because I have a, probably about five or six songs that will be appropriate for weddings. Mm -hmm. And she asked me to sing something else. 
and she had a little lull in her program and she needed a song. And I said, well, I can sing for you. I thought she just didn't want me to sing it because everybody else was using it. But I sang the song and she did not know it. Wow. And was blown away like, oh my gosh. She was like, oh. So it's it's interesting how music continues to evolve. But anyway, I, I digress. No, but Ultimately, I love that story because just, here's here's what. Sorry, <laughs> I because no, one is. you're blowing my mind with the fact that it isn't an R and B song. The only thing that was R and B about it was that a black man sang it, and it could have been anybody's song. It could have been, it could have been another Kenny, right? Loggins. I mean, yeah. who knows? Right? It could have been Kenny Loggins, <laughs> and he could have had a number one smash around the entire world, and they would have promoted it where they did not promote me mm-hmm. singing that song. And it, it just it had to be, it was so special because it was your, it was, it was a, this is when, and this is when music wasn't running through a corporation to be on radio, yeah, which yeah. We, I'm grateful for the corporations that play my music. But at that time, radio stations could pick whatever they wanted to play. So this people a, literally liked that song. And as a result of people genuinely liking that song, it became a hit record. Wow. And then wow. the promotions too. But so, there, there was a combination of that. You know? So you're saying, like, and, and what I'm hearing, or at least what I'm, what I'm taking away from this is, when, when someone such as yourself has such longevity and still is able to have hits, it is, it is more a of song. a. But it's, it's, it's not necessarily but it's the more promotional difficult. team that you have. Yeah, to. like you're just doing it. You're, it's just me. Here I am, and not just you, but you're like, this is my voice. I'm singing this song. If, if in fact it. It does well. It does well because it's the voice, it's the music, it's the time, it's who you are. It's not someone forcing it on someone else or some entity. Mm-hmm. Um, and it's a combination of those things, actually. Oh, okay. Because there have been some great singers and situations that have come about that we thought were going to be smash hits that were yeah. not promoted. Yep. And as a result, we're like, wow, whatever happened to such and such? We used to love, you know, it, so... Again, I, I look back and I go, promotion comes from the from the Lord. The it's amen. Got, God I take that. Whatever your destiny is, you know, because it's so unexplainable when you think about why something connects. Because I would say it's all promotion. Yeah. It's all that, I, but I can't. It really is a combination of it all. Because again, even for you, for the success it had, there's still some promotion that went along with it. But it's the combination of all of these things coming together at the perfect, most unifying time. Wow. And you can't, you can't always buy that. Listen, your business is far tougher than mine. I, is there? A, I hear it all the time. Is there a more difficult business than music? I even think it might be the more music. difficult than <laughs> acting. I think it's. I think mm. acting is probably a, a couple of things as well. But in, in terms of get in and survive and be great and succ- yeah. whatever your measure of success is, it's tough. It's really, you really know, hard. I guess one of the blessings, though, is if you do have the gift of music, there are places where you can showcase it and you can, ex- you know, I can go to a club. If I wasn't uh, famous or what have you, and people didn't, I can still sing at church every Sunday if I wanted oh. to or, or Saturday yeah. or whenever the doors are open. Yes. And there is a, there's something that is fulfilled with that. And I still can get back that love from people and the connection of music uh, inspiring people. Yeah. Uh, as an actor, I think it's tough to, but you have to be chosen. Oh my gosh! I you feel have like with tough skin because you have to be chosen. Yeah, but also you're right. You're right. If you love what you do and you just want to sing, you sing it anywhere, wherever you can. You're doing yeah. it, and you're and you're and and if it, if it's whatever, you're right. There's there's far more no's than yeses in the business of yeah. being an actress <laughs> or an actor. I would know. I have yeah. no ability to do either. 
But I am I I often hear from all of my friends who are in the business that this is it's just different. You there there's you have to be in certain camps. You have to align yourself with people. Mm-hmm. You you know mm-hmm. you, if you you have a bad if you have an issue with somebody you don't know who they're going to be tomorrow. Like it's like any like it's just such chess, True. right? <laughs> and it's just like it is. <laughs> it, it's you don't know what it. And so I. I commend you for being able to stay so even mm-hmm. through all of it because it just has to be about the love. Like when I hear people, I'm it's, like, as I'm listening yes. to you talk, I was like, it's just the love. Like it's just the love because yeah. then no matter yeah. how frustrating it gets, you just remember what it is, right? Like, you know, when they say you find a job you love, you don't work. So it's the love of it. That's right. Yeah. And it's interesting because as you were talking, it, it, uh, it was making me think of that, how you dedicate yourself to, uh, living your passion out no matter what. No matter what. Then it then, you know, because the business is going to change. I went through surviving several different regimes of yes. executives. <laughs> you know, somebody signs you uh-huh. or gives you the part yes. in the film, then they get fired. Yeah. And then like, you I'm gotta out. go with them. It's like yes. I don't have anything to do with that. <laughs> yeah. I, I'm still here. And they're like, no, you're you're part of that old regime. Go. Yeah. Yep. Yep. yep um, yep, and yep. so many artists have experienced that I was uh, watching some mm. unsung stories that were about that with uh, Tony Terry, one of my other DC brothers. And I had no idea what he had gone through in his career, but I was like, wow, I, I just was so fortunate and so blessed to come into the industry at a time where my voice and it being different from everybody else's and my purpose um, was embraced just, you know, just, just long enough for other people to say, I identify with him and I get it. Or even if they don't think that I'm operating at my greatest potential, they still believed that I had, they being record executives and companies still believed that I had potential. Yeah. And, um, and they would come and see me live. My live was always better than my recordings because I was still learning how to be a recording artist. So a lot of the mixes in my voice and different things um, I used to hear people say, I didn't think you could really sing that well because uh, I thought you had a softer voice or, you know, because my voice might have been mixed a certain way for the vibe of the record. Mm-hmm. But live, they would go, oh, wow, you're totally so different. different thing. And um, and I learned how to then record. Uh, thank God uh, for a friend of mine. I'm going to say his name, Aaron Lindsay. Uh-huh. He uh, is mainly known in gospel, but Aaron took me in to do uh, my Christmas album and started to help me to unravel some of the things that did not allow my voice to shine as much. Because wow. coming from classical music, I do lots of crescendos, which is, you know, getting louder and different nuances and all, all kind of things that if you put a lot of compression on my voice in the, in the studio, you kind of squash the sound down and all, you miss out all of the things that I'm actually doing. Yeah. You're, and it just may sound entirely... like I'm just singing it flat. You're speaking in an entirely different language. language. And I'm telling you, whoever is an artist is like, thank this man for this masterclass because <laughs> I you're you now you I like I don't know. Maybe I'm I'm a thinker, so I'm overthinking. I'm like, well, who whose music is compressed and mixed wrong? And what should they be like? I'm like, this ain't my person singing. <laughs> no, and some, I, and some of it's not wrong. Some of it's just the personality of the of the of the records and the track. Because sometimes yeah. you go for, and it's not. Oh, I want everybody to hear every little thing I did. Yeah. Or, or I used to sing my own backgrounds, and people used to be like, "Who's singing that?" It sounded like a whole choir of men and women. Uh-huh. You know, they'd be like, "Oh, well, that's that's me. I'm singing all these different parts," uh, which used to be impressive. But it's it's 
so many different things that make you in this industry mm-hmm. want to just stop. Mm-hmm. But then, like you mentioned before, really the focus is to have the passion to keep going and, uh, and loving it. Um, and then again, I get blessed so many different ways that uh, it's wonderful to keep uh, the passion and keep growing again. Like I was saying from the beginning, becoming a student again allows me to find new ways to love it. So like this past year, uh, Ray Chu invited me to sing for the, the Macy's 4th of July parade for NBC. So I'm out there singing in classical tone with Broadway stars. Everybody doesn't get a chance to do it. I did Carnegie Hall with him prior to that. And I get a chance to do the American Songbook with orchestra. There's so many different types of opportunities that come now that that inspire me to just keep keep going mm-hmm. and know that the journey is not a it's not one dimensional. It's not just about a hit record mm-hmm. or just about a top ten mm-hmm. or just about making this much money. Mm-hmm. It's a mm-hmm. part of my whole journey because music. Again, I was definitely shy growing up. Music gave me a voice. Mm-hmm. Music gave me a voice where. I felt like I could be, you know, people are hearing me who never paid attention to me. That's the way I used to feel as a child. But it opened the door for people to see me. And every time I remember that, kind of like what you mentioned too, I go back to that mantra and I say, if I get tired before I go on stage and I'm Mm -hmm. feeling like, well, Mm -hmm. the promoter was janky. I don't know what's going on. Mm -hmm. I don't know if I'm going to get my money. Mm -hmm. Did I get my money on time with to the hearts of women and minds and men. To the hearts of women and minds. Okay. I go into the hope. Okay. Now you're back in purpose. I, I take myself Woo! back into purpose. You preach And I walk kid. on that stage. <laughs> I walk on that stage and I try to deliver the best thing that I can possibly deliver. And I leave it all on the stage. <laughs> I respect it. I need it. You gave me a sermon. Because I'm working two hours of sleep trying to hustle this dream of mine. Uh, you know what? I hey, that. there it is. I appreciate there that. There it is. I appreciate that. Okay, there so you're, you per, you're performing. I, I went to the site. It's South Africa. Then yes. you're in San Diego after that. Yeah. And, and I get after, to do um, some, some Christmas tunes. And yeah, in San Diego, and, right? Yeah. In San Where Diego? in San Diego? That's going to be fun. Uh, I'm not sure of the location, okay. but please do go to KennyLattimore.com because I'm sure the, the information is there. Um, so if people want to get tickets and support the Urban League, um, then Layla, Layla Hathaway, one of my absolute favorites. Lord knows I sung so many Donnie Hathaway songs. That's another thing. He was a tremendous inspiration. Yeah. Yeah. And Layla Hathaway and Avery Sunshine and I have a, a show December 30th. I'm super excited about. Yeah, my producer actually mentioned that to me. We were just talking about that. I'm I'm really yeah. excited for this. Everything's a chapter, but you, uh, much like your voice, have range as a human. So I appreciate you just taking the time. And I know there's just still so much more because I, I, you do it for the yeah. love, as you reminded all of us on this call, because they probably tired too. They want to start their turkey dinner. Yeah. <laughs> Yeah. Oh, enjoy. Definitely enjoy. You know, this is it's interesting because you know I'm I'm, I'm newly married. Yeah. Congratulations. I didn't even get it. I was trying not to get in your business. Congratulations. (laughs) (laughs) Thank you so much. And uh, and just love to everybody that loves me and who loves faith. 
and who will love our baby. And when yeah. I say that, I'm, I'm saying that loosely. I mean, as we as we know each other and grow, we're inspired yeah. by one another. Um, I'm I'm just grateful because I just feel like I'm I'm at a point of a new beginning. You are. And, um, you are it. new family, new life, new new music. Mm-hmm. Top ten, two top tens. We still going. We ranking. We doing all kind of things. <laughs> Congratulations, yeah. um, definitely on the marriage. More importantly, congratulations on the baby that is on the way. Um, I think your wife is amazing. So So please tell her I said hello and give my love. Um, And thank you for taking the time to inspire us today and being naked. We appreciate it. Thank you. I appreciate you. Here's what's interesting about Kenny Lattimore. Kenny tells me this story of Nelson Mandela and how he first went to South Africa and he had an opportunity to sing for Nelson Mandela. And his music was really popular, unbeknownst to him, in South Africa. And if you haven't researched, get the Google kids. I don't know how young you are listening to this, but if you don't know who Nelson Mandela is, he's arguably one of the foremost figures when it comes to human rights in terms of fighting for justice and inequality. Uh, He spent a ridiculous amount of time in prison in South Africa in deplorable conditions. He was released after decades and, and immediately made president of that country. But He had suffered so much, but was able to maintain love, like love in his heart. Um, People talk about Mother Teresa. They mention Nelson Mandela. You know, if you're Catholic, you might say the Pope, but it's still Nelson Mandela. Dalai Lama, you know, Gandhi, you know, those those figures. Nelson Mandela is up there with those figures, these names that are known for being true, true humanitarians fighting for global good. And for Kenny Lattimore to be able to have an opportunity to meet this man, Ben this man was a fan, and for him to say he knew why his music registered there in South Africa, because it made sense, because it was a place that needed the love, because it was a country that was going through so much turmoil all the time, they needed to feel that love, but more importantly from a man, a black man, because they didn't feel that. <sighs> Powerful. It makes sense. It makes sense to me that he has had this long career anyway that's my take anywho my take thank you all for listening to naked we'll be back next week enjoy your holidays black tech green money isn't just about telling the stories of successful black entrepreneurs it's also about giving actionable and wealth building strategies that help you protect the future of our communities That's why we're pleased to be supported by State Farm Insurance. State Farm also believes that we must invest in our communities to achieve economic growth by sponsoring programs like the AXO, which rewards high school students for their academic achievements. State Farm believes that being better neighbors creates better communities. Like a good neighbor, State Farm is there. All right, so there we were, cruising through the new open-air zoo, when I realized that the park was closing in like 15 minutes. Luckily, we were in my Nissan Rogue. With its powerful VC turbo engine, well, we had time to see all the animals. Whoa! (laughs) And outrun a few! Drive the Nissan Rogue. 
At Bet365, we don't do ordinary. We believe that every sport should be epic. Every home run, every hit, every inning, every play. From the moments that are legendary to the ones that fly under the radar. See for yourself when you sign up today and get $150 in bonus bets when you bet just $5. Whatever the sport, whatever the moment, it's never ordinary at Bet365. 21 plus only must be present in Ohio. If you or someone you know has a gambling problem and wants help, call 1-800-GAMBLER. Terms and conditions apply. From BBC Radio 4, Britain's biggest paranormal podcast is going on a road trip. I thought in that moment, oh my God, we've summoned something from this board. This is Uncanny USA. He says, somebody's in the house, and I screamed. Listen to Uncanny USA wherever you get your BBC podcasts. If you dare. Are you still searching for your perfect place to call home? Well, now is the time to buy at Fisher Homes. If you're looking to move in before the end of 2024, May could be your last opportunity to start building your dream home and close before the year's end. If you're hoping to move in even sooner, Fisher Homes also has homes that are move-in ready and waiting for you, where you can start enjoying the benefits of homeownership even faster. Schedule your personal tour with a new home advisor today at fisherhomes.com and make this spring the season you find your perfect home sweet home.